What a football game we saw last night. Hey, it's Shane here. 318 Radio is on the air. Okay, so fair warning. This isn't all going to be about sports today, um, but probably a few segments here will be about uh, the college football championship game last night because it was just man an incredible game between Georgia and Alabama um, a lot of swings a lot of ups and downs somehow Alabama comes out on top with the win um, I still don't really know how I think maybe we need to go back and recount the points because it, it felt like Georgia was winning the entire game until they lost I mean it was uh, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. I, I, I'm still, I'm still a little shocked that Alabama was able to get back in that game the way that they did, and the way that they did it was by putting in their a true freshman quarterback, and he made some plays, and honestly, I think got a little bit lucky. If if we're honest, there was a little bit of uh, good fortune, some things that went his way, but still, I mean. Uh, you're playing the best best team in the country, second best team, whatever. Um, and this guy who was in high school last year is able to make some incredible plays. So that is uh, that's amazing to me. Uh, I won't pretend that I can pronounce the guy's name. His first name I can try to pronounce. I think it's Tua T U A. Um, from he's from Hawaii, uh, but he just he played really well and. Uh, Alabama had not scored any points until they brought him in, and he really gave them a, a spark and uh, made some made some really good plays. I, I was telling one of my friends who's an Alabama fan, I think the biggest play of the game was a third down play. Alabama still had no points. They really needed the first down, and the guy scrambled around. It looked like he was about to get sacked, and somehow he breaks away and scrambles for the first down. And they Alabama goes on to get a touchdown out of that drive. I think that was the biggest play of the game. That third down, scramble, avoid a sack, and and get a first down. It, it really changed the momentum of the game right there. So, uh, yeah, incredible job for that guy. Um, congratulations to my friends who are Alabama for, Alabama fans on here. Um, or if you're listening and you're an Alabama fan, congratulations. Um, if you're a Georgia fan, I, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. I know it hurts. I've been there. Um, but you'll get over it. It'll take about a year, but you'll get over it. Um, yeah, incredible game last night. Okay, so as, as much as I've been hearing from Georgia fans and even their, their coach and players and things, you know, we'll be back next year. Um, it's un it's unfortunate that they weren't able to win this game because I don't think they'll be back next year, honestly. Uh, they're losing a lot of players, a lot of really good players. It's just not easy to get back <laughs> to the to the championship game. I'm sorry uh, to say that, but I, I don't think it's just going to be that easy for them just to, to, to walk back in there next year. Um, so it's a missed opportunity for Georgia. Um, on the Alabama side, you know, if I could give some advice to Nick Saban, and of course, why would why would Nick Saban not want my advice, right? Um, 
but no, if I could if I could give some advice to Alabama, I would say go out and get you a good offensive coordinator. Um, because I think that guy that they hired last year is not good. Um, I know a lot of people are blaming Jalen Hurts, and but you know Alabama's offense is not what it used to be five years ago or or six years ago. I remember when Alabama used to line up with two tight ends and a fullback and just run the ball at you, and then when you got tired of tackling the running back, they you know play action and hit the tight end or hit the wide receiver down the field. And I don't know what what they're trying to do with their offense now. Uh, but it's not working, in my opinion. Um, the defense uh, still played really well for Alabama. Of course, that's always going to be there with Nick Saban. Um, but I think you got to do some, something on offense, especially you got this young quarterback. He's extremely talented. You're the best team in college football. Go get a good coordinator that has some experience. And uh, quit playing around with this guy from assistant position coach from New England. Come on. Now I will acknowledge that while Georgia is losing a lot, and they are, that really can't be argued, um, while they are losing a lot, they do have a great recruiting class coming in. They had a good uh, recruit, recruiting class last year, and they are returning some good young players like uh, like Jake Fromm, uh, DeAndre Swift, um, so, so there are some good young players on that team, especially Fromm. I think Fromm uh, is going to be very good uh, for the next two years, and then after that, he'll be very good in the NFL. I mean, he makes some he makes some throws that a lot of quarterbacks in college can't make. Um, a lot of throws across the field to the sidelines and things like that. Those are, I mean, if you don't have a strong enough arm. To make those throws, that's that's going to be a pick six a lot of times. So, um, I mean, uh, every time I've seen Fromm play, I've just been impressed with him more and more. Uh, he struggled a little bit late in that game last night against a tough defense, and also because I, I can't put all of that on him because he struggled because they were trying to run the clock out. They were getting really conservative with their offense, and... Um, which you should do. I'm not saying that was the wrong move, but it was just that he uh, he was put in some bad situations late in that game. You know, third and long situations, and and that's not where you want to be against an Alabama defense. But no, Fromm is going to be very good, and uh, if they can find a way to replace uh, Chubb and and Sony Michelle, and I don't just mean their their running ability. You've got to replace those guys and their leadership, and and sometimes we don't think about things like that. But uh, but yeah, they're the you know Georgia's got a lot of gaps that they need to fill. They need some guys to step up. Now I'm not I'm not saying they'll be totally terrible next year. They're going to be a good team for years to come. But it's not that easy just to say, well, we'll be right back in the championship next year. Um, typically, it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> So tonight I am going to do something I've never done before, and that is I'm going to an Auburn basketball game. Uh, now, even though I've, you know, I've always lived 20, 25 miles away from Auburn, I've been to football games before. I've never been to a basketball game, and you know I got tickets. <clears throat> actually, 
our church gave us tickets. Me and my dad gave us uh, two tickets to go to a game, and that was for Pastor Appreciation Day. That was a, a few months back. But I'm really looking forward to this game because uh, we really picked a good year. Auburn does not usually have a very good basketball team, but this year they do. They're 14-1 and so far this year. Um, just broke into the top 25. Uh, let's see, the last two games we played against Tennessee and Arkansas, both teams were ranked at the time, and we beat both of those teams. First time beating back-to-back -back ranked teams since 1987. That's crazy. <clears throat> also, this is the first time Auburn has even been in the top 25 uh, since the 2003-2004 season. So, yeah, uh, we really could not have picked a better time to go uh, and see an Auburn basketball game. And, you know, I've watched some games on TV this year, and, and the arena, it's not the biggest arena in the world. It's a new arena that Auburn has, but it's not the biggest arena. But it gets pretty wild in there, and it's going to be pretty loud. So... Looking forward to that atmosphere. The seats we have are, are pretty good seats. They're pretty close. So um, that's going to be really cool. Looking forward to that. I I love college basketball, but like I said, Auburn usually is not very good. So sometimes it's kind of hard for me to get into college basketball because the team that I follow usually just isn't competitive. But um, Auburn has been a, a really different team since Bruce Pearl came and there has been some controversy that's come along with with him and some things going on off the court but uh, right now on the court Auburn's a really good basketball team so looking forward to this game tonight and I'm hoping we can continue this run that we're on I'd love to see Auburn back in the tournament this year and uh, yeah that'd be a lot of fun for Auburn to uh, make the tournament it'd be the first time in <laughs> what, 12, 13 years, probably back since that 2003-2004 season. So, going to that game tonight, and uh, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. So, when I heard Kendrick Lamar was going to be playing the halftime show at the game last night, I was like, who is Kendrick Lamar? No, seriously, I I had heard of him before, and I know a lot of people... Uh, do like his music, <clears throat> but the here's the, what I'm bringing up right now. I think I've grown out of music. No, I, not no, not grown out of music because I still like music. I've grown out of finding new music. Does that make sense? So back when I was in my early twenties, mid twenties, I was huge into music. Music. Me and my wife, we would go uh, to to Atlanta. We'd go to concerts. Um, I was always trying to find, you know, a new band to listen to, new stuff to listen to. At some point along the way, I just gave up on new music. And, you know, I don't think the music that's coming out now is any worse than it was, you know, when I was 25, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I don't think it's that. I just think I've got to the point, I've got to an age where it's like I have enough music that I like to listen to that I don't hardly ever find anything new that I like um, so yeah I, uh, it's it's weird I, I don't just new music I, I don't it's like I don't have a place for it I don't even know how to describe that but uh, I'd much rather listen to something that I was listening to 10 or 20 years ago or even something that's like really old 
than I would new music. And I don't know when I got to that point because, like I said, I used to love uh, the the new music and and trying to find new artists and things like that. And now it's like uh, it's like I just don't even care. I don't even keep up with it anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe you just get to a certain point where you just there's enough music in your mind in your memory that you just don't have room for anything new. So. Anyway, just thought I would uh, throw that out there and open that up. Has anybody else experienced that, where you've just got to a point where you just kind of quit following new music? Now, I will say the one exception to that, one area where I do find new music sometimes that I enjoy is with uh, Christian music, and especially like contemporary and like worship style music, um, because... And, and I think the reason I can enjoy that is because it's something that, I don't know, it speaks to me on a deeper level than just uh, average average music. So some of that, now even then, it's not like I enjoy everything new. I don't necessarily go out looking for it. I usually just come across it. But uh, even then, I don't enjoy all of it. I mean, it, it's I'm really picky about it still. But uh, occasionally I do find a new artist or a new song or something like that in that um, in that genre that that I like okay so now that I'm on the topic of music let me bring up a pet peeve of mine um, I hate when I hear somebody say all of that type of music sounds the same or all of that person's music sounds the same to me that just says you haven't listened to enough of that music to be able to find the different, you know, nuances between songs or between artists or, or whatever it is. Um, it's sort of like if you've ever known twins before, like if you've ever had any friends who were twins or, you know, got to know some people who, who had a twin, who were identical twins, when you first meet those people, you can't tell them apart. But then after you've hung out with them for a little while and got to know them, it's like they don't even look the same anymore. Uh, because you you've got you know spent enough time with them where you can see the the different little nuances um, in the way that they look and the way that they speak and the way they act. Um, it's the same way with music. If you say if you sit there and say, well, I don't like you know so and so, all their songs sound the same. Well, you probably didn't spend much time listening to their songs. Or if you say, you know, I don't like um, country music. All those songs sound the same. And listen, I'm not a big country music fan, but um, but I, th I think if you were to say that, that's not a fair criticism. There's plenty of, of fair criticisms you can make, but to say that all of so-and-so music sounds the same, as, um, I, don't, I don't think that's... Uh, I think you should probably just listen a little bit more, if that's the case. You haven't really listened enough. I mean, who really puts out an album and all of their songs sound completely different? Uh... If somebody did that, they would be criticized for that, you know. Um, an album, really, to me, should flow together. It should, there should be a flow to it to where songs do sound similar in a certain way, uh, to an extent. So, yeah, I just really don't like that, that criticism, and, and I hear it quite a bit, where somebody says, oh, I don't like this, you know, person or this type of music, it just uh, all sounds the same. Um, I think if you would spend more time listening to uh, to whatever it is you think sounds the same, 
you would find that it really doesn't sound the same, and that it's a different, uh, that the songs are different, and that the different artists within that genre is different, or, or whatever it is. So, anyway, just thought I would talk about that for a second. Okay, let me clarify, because I know I just said I'm not a fan of country music. What I meant to say was I'm not a fan of modern country music, because I'm a huge fan of Hank Williams, Johnny Cash, um... George Jones, those kind of guys, but uh, not so much the modern country music. Uh, anyway, just thought I would clarify that. Hey, I just got a call in about the coffee spectrum segment, and if it's it, it may be about to roll off the station, but I'm going to go ahead and play the call in. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, and I'll respond. Hey, 318 Radio, Michael Paul Jess here. Uh, I love this segment about coffee. I'm a big fan of coffee. Uh, for as long as I can remember, I have one to two cups in the morning. I'm not so much a coffee drinker, like, in the late afternoon or at night, obviously, because I couldn't sleep then. But, you know, and I try to tell myself when I think about the spectrum of uh, a coffee drinker, well, where am I on there? I try to tell myself, oh, yeah, you know... Uh, I'm no wino or nothing like that, but that's just about the time I go a couple hours without coffee and then that headache starts to bring me to my knees. You know what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm telling my wife, babes, we got to stop somewhere. We got to go somewhere. We got to go home. I got to get some coffee. Yeah. Uh, I'll admit it, man. I need that coffee. I got the wino status right along with you. Love this episode. Oh yeah, man. The, the headache. Oh man. I hate that. I think the most desperate thing that I've done lately um, when it comes to coffee is back in November we had a little camping, I don't want to say camping trip, it was just an overnight, camping overnight uh, thing that it did. we did with our church and youth group. And in the morning, I don't know why I didn't think about it ahead of time, but in the morning I realized there was, wasn't any coffee here at this campsite and I had no way of getting it. So... Um, I jumped in my car and, you know, the camp place we were camping was kind of a little bit remote, but there was an old rundown gas station a few miles away and I drive over to this gas station and, um, <clears throat> had to, had to buy coffee from this gas station, which in the past, you know, I, I kind of looked down on the gas station coffee, especially if it was a gas station that wasn't uh, like a, like it was kind of in the middle of nowhere a lot of people weren't going to it um, but man that morning I didn't care that gas station coffee was the best coffee I've ever had uh, just because I needed it so bad so yeah that's the most desperate thing I've done lately for coffee but but yeah I, I'm definitely with you those coffee headaches will get you so uh, gotta stay Got to stay prepared. I don't know what's going on with Anchor today, but I'm not getting all of my notifications. Like I'm getting some of them, but some stuff I'll just happen to come across and I'll see a comment, or I, I just found call-ins in, in my inbox that I didn't know were there because I haven't got notifications. But uh, just know that if you've called in or commented and and I'm not getting to it right away. It's it's not my fault. It's the app. So um, bear with me on that. 
Anyway, I do have some call-ins I don't want to play. The first one here is from uh, Michael Paul Jess over at Where the Anchor Holds. And he had some thoughts about uh, the music topic I was talking about a few segments ago. So here you go. Hey, Shane, how you doing? Michael Paul Jess here. And uh, I I really relate to you on this topic, man. Like, um, I mean, you know, I was like... Like the 90s are kind of like when I was really big into the new music, uh, talking Christian and secular. I mean, I, I'm i from Washington State. I totally dug like the, you know, the, the grunge and all that. And then with Christian, I loved like the Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline, DC Talk, you know, Jars of Clay and all that. Um and now it just seems like like maybe it is an age thing. Like we're not out there looking for new music and we don't really care what the fad is at the time. But yeah, I definitely feel you, man. And I I wonder, are we missing out on good stuff? I don't know. See, man, we are on the same page 100%. Because a lot of times when I want to listen to music, I find myself listening to some... <laughs> old DC talk or, you know, jars of clay or something from the mid nineties. And then I find myself wondering like, why, why am I listening to this 20 year old music? But then again, you know, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of friends who are, well, I'm a youth pastor. So I have a lot of teenagers that will tell me about the music that they listen to. And I also have some young adults, let's say early 20s, and they'll be telling me about these different bands and, man, you got to listen to this and that. And it's like um, my eyes kind of glaze over and it just, I never get around to, to checking it out and listening to it. And if I do, it just doesn't grab my attention. It just, it's not like it used to be. And I don't necessarily blame the music. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, they're just not making good music anymore. It's just I've gotten to that old age where I just want to hear the music that I liked 20 years ago. So, yeah, I'm with you. I can listen to that stuff all the time. And I do. Anytime we have to go on a road trip or something, I definitely torture all the teenagers that have to ride with me by making them listen to <clears throat> DC Talk and Third Day and stuff from, like, a long time ago. So, anyway... They love it. They secretly love it. Okay, so I got a couple of more call-ins. Couple of more. Is that a real word? Anyway, I got two more call-ins that I want to share with you guys. Now, I got these call-ins in response to a call-in that I made. And these are from The Beast Within You. Um... If you listen to his station, he's doing something that's fascinating to me. He's doing a, a fast, a seven-day fast. Um, and if you're like me and you love to eat, you may not be familiar with that word, but it means uh, basically not eating anything for seven days. And there is some stuff he's still, like uh, I think he said tea. I don't know. Go listen to his station because uh, that's the best way. I'll mess it up if I try to tell it. Anyway, I had a question for him about that, um, and my question was like, so, aside from the normal struggles, it like, for example, if I tried to do a seven-day fast, or any type of fast, um, seven-hour fast for me would be tough, um, if I tried to do that, I know, aside from the struggle of being hungry and craving food, 
uh, one of my other big struggles would be that I would be extremely irritable. Um, and that's something I would have to plan for. And so basically I asked him if that was something that he faced and if he did face that same type of issue, um, how would he deal with it? And he was nice enough to, uh, like I said, give me a couple of call-ins and I want to go ahead and play those for you guys right now. Hey Shane, so when it comes to the grumpiness and stuff, um, I really don't deal with it a whole lot. I think about, I think for me it's really about changing the way I think about my hunger. Because um, a lot of times when I'm hungry, especially like right now, um, I know I'm not actually hungry. I know that I just enjoy eating food and my craving to eat is because I want to eat something. Because, uh, you know, I just keep reminding myself that there's people that go, you know, 20 or 30 days without food. Or if we were a little bit more wild of a society, I might go two days without food before I can make my next catch. So I think it's really the way that I preface what's happening to me. And uh, that's kind of how I deal with it. So I think the other thing too is when normally when I'm doing extended fast, I will also consume some sort of bone broth, and the broth itself will kind of help alleviate the idea that I'm not eating. Um, but I don't know, it's just something I haven't struggled with in the past, and it might be like I don't remember what my first couple fasts were like, but I always started off with like a 24-hour fast. And then in two weeks, I'll do a 48-hour fast. And then in two weeks, I might do a 72-hour fast. And then that's when I jump to the seven-day. And I haven't talked about a whole lot yet, but if I'm feeling really well at the end of the seven days, I'm actually intending to extend it out to about 11, or maybe slightly further, um, even if that does mean after seven days going to a bone broth. So it's really going to depend on my energy levels, my muscles, and how my body feels, but I'm really going to extend out the fast until I don't feel like it's a good idea anymore. Yeah, so I won't say that I couldn't fast. I definitely could if I had to, you know, if I was stranded somewhere and had no access to any type of, of food. Um, obviously, you know, I could live for a while. I will say, though, I, I would have a very hard time doing that willingly. Um... And if you guys ever see me on the news and I've done something terrible, uh, just know it's probably probably because too much time passed between meals. So, yeah, I, I get very angry and irritable when I don't uh, when I don't get those meals when I'm supposed to. Anyway, um, I just thought that was interesting uh, that that he's attempting to do that and I think it's something that he's done before so uh, it's interesting to me anyway I've got a call in here from Kevin Touch about uh, music hey Shane KT just uh, heard your music segment about what the about what the music's vibing out here um personally I'm a young guy I kind of go whatever the fans like uh, I, I usually do my good night, end of the night music stuff. I didn't do that last night because I was watching the game. If I did, I can't remember. Uh, 
whatever the fans are seeing, if there's a trend out there that needs to be done, I'm pretty good with the interviews. You you know me. I I, I play like anywhere from 80s to 2018. So really, I'll, I'll vibe with anything. But I'll definitely, uh, I'll tend more to be more the classic guy when I need to be. And then I'll go to the more new school just to keep it real. So kind of in the middle. Kind of work both ways with the music. Well, I finally did it. Finally submitted my call in for my anchor intro. And uh, I've only been putting it off for about a month now. So uh, not too bad. But no, I, I, I feel good about it. I've, I had a hard time coming up with something, you know. I wanted it to stick. I wanted it to be within the minute. You know, I didn't want to go over a minute and do multiple calls or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, had a little bit of a hard time doing it, but, but I'm happy with the end result. I'm happy with what I submitted, and uh, I know they have a ton of call-ins, so I don't know if I'll even hear it this week or in the next few days or whatever. We'll see. But either way, glad to have done that. Have a little, quick little call-in coming up here from the esteemed Anthony Kaponovich. Hello, sir. This is Anthony Kaponovich. And I just had to call into your station, sir, and tell you, thank you for listening. You know what I mean? You have so much things to do in your day. You know what I mean? Talking about championship games and all. But I just wanted to stop doing what I was doing today. And tell you, thank you so much. Ta-ta, sir. basketball game um, if you remember earlier I was talking about how I was going to an Auburn basketball game college basketball tonight and uh, number one very tired uh, number two it was a lot of fun uh, very fun above my expectations and uh, yeah I'll talk more about that tomorrow but uh, it was amazing and we did win by the way uh, there was a comeback involved, so it was just a lot of fun. I'll talk more about that tomorrow. just wanted to jump on real quick and say thank you to everyone who listened to to this episode. And if you clapped, commented, called in, any of that stuff, thank you, thank you, extra. And, yeah, today was a fun day. Uh, not only with the basketball game, but I uh, had a lot of fun on Anchor today. I'm kind of getting back into my Anchor flow, I feel like, so... Looking forward to keeping that going. Anyway, I'm going to uh, eat something and then go to bed because I'm hungry and also very tired. So, anyway, hope you have a good night and I will talk to you tomorrow. God bless.